That which is of God is light, and he that receiveth light and continueth in God receiveth more light, and that light groweth brighter and brighter until that perfect day. That goes aligned with just my whole book and the concept of, you know, that we really are trying to progress towards having that bright light. And you can see it in people, you know, you can see, you know, someone who's suffering from something or who's addicted to something, you know, and their light is just not that they're a bad person, right? But you can see that we're on a different progression. Welcome to the Daily Authors Podcast, a daily podcast all about books and the authors who gave them life. Each episode, your host interviews a new brilliant author as they reveal inside information about their incredible books and inspiring lives. Now, here's your host, Aaron Gendel. Hey, Aaron Gendel here. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. It means so, so much to me. And maybe you've been thinking about writing a book of your own. And if so, do not wait. The world is hurting and needs your help. It needs your book. I would love to help you on your journey to write your book. So simply email me at Aaron at dailyauthors.com and I'd love to hear about your book idea. Now enjoy the show. Thank you so much, Yvette, for joining me on the Daily Authors Podcast. So, so excited today to talk to you about your book, The Satan Model, Exposing the Link Between Serial Crime and Satan. Thanks again, Yvette, for joining me on the show. Thank you for having me. Grateful. Awesome. Well, before we jump into your book, Yvette, if you don't mind, would you let us in a little bit on your life and tell us more about yourself and your work, what you've got going on right now? Sure. Um, how far do you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> as much no, as I'm you a, want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mother of two. Um, I have an 18-year-old who's actually serving a mission in Mexico City, and then he'll be going to Chile in about four weeks. Wow. And um, so that's been kind of an empty nest, you know, feeling. Yeah. Um, and I have a daughter who's 16 and she's autistic. So I'm a special needs advocate. So I help other parents in the education system with their, you know, IEP and educational goals and, and how to get their kids services because a lot of parents don't know their rights. And so that's kind of where I come in. I've been through it for many years. Wow. So that's what I do from home. Um, and then I would say the last 20 years, um, you know, I've been a stay-at-home mom, but also doing my research on my book and um, have worked in the mental health field um, prior to that. Uh, worked with all populations, um, group therapy, high-risk kids, uh, did some uh, crisis hotline, um, worked in the juvenile delinquent prison system. So I really got a feel for, you know, the field. And um, that's kind of has been my fascination is just human behavior and why people behave the way they do. And then I actually went a different route and went and got my teaching degree. But then I knew my passion was always human behavior. So I kind of changed my degree and went into the marriage and family counseling uh, degree yeah. and started my training doing that. And that's kind of where it all evolved, you know, in my fascination with serial killers, I took this class called the psych of crime, which is, you know, the pathology of uh, serial crime and, and behavior. And I was hooked and um, didn't even know what was going on out in the field with these types of um, people. Yeah. And so I started asking questions and started 
really looking into the field. And that's when everything boomed, you know, the CSI series, the television shows, um, actually people were really wanting to become profilers. And so it was just, it just, it was popular. And so that's kind of when I like, well, you know, we've got two well-known nationally renowned criminologists here in my hometown of Fresno. Oh, really? Yes. Dr. Hickey and then Dr. Scrappig. They have interviewed pretty much every serial killer, you know. Wow. And so I thought, well, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I really want to do the research. What's the best way to do it? It's to call and talk to the ones that are already doing it. And yeah. so that's what I did. And so I started talking to them and asking them questions and, you know, how did they get to where they are? And I wanted to follow their footsteps and um, just began my 20 years of research in serial crime. But then I found something um, that was kind of disturbing to me because with my spiritual background, there was something that wasn't really being talked about. And um, that's what the one factor in serial crime that really was missing. And it was also missing in all the books that I was reading. I was spending hours and hours reading and researching and collecting data Hmm. and everything was the same. You know, all the contributing, the causalities, the origins, you know, all different cases, but they, they were all different. They were all the same. And so I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I need to write something different. And that's where my passion really just evolved from there and created the Satan model. And so wow. that's where I'm at today. Wow. Very cool stuff. Very interesting. And thank you for explaining us and give, like setting us up for this next question, which yes. uh, is really the inspiration for your book. And I was really caught by your title. And so maybe you could just talk us through that in your subtitle and just give us that high level overview of your book. Sure. Absolutely. So I called it the Satan model because uh, I'm a firm believer, you know, I have a faith foundation, a spiritual background in my religion. And, um, you know, I believe that Satan is really the influence in this world to all evil. And I know that in my research, the concept of evil has been explained, has been tried to, has tried to have the concept explained, defined, and no one has been able to come up with a concise explanation. Everybody has different disagree, just you know, different opinions on it. And I just kept questioning myself. Well, no, not not really. We we know deep down in our guts where evil stem from. And so then I started to ask a little bit more questions and talk to, you know, like I said, Dr. Hickey and Dr. Scrappick. And then I decided, well, let's take it a step further. And I wanted to talk to the serial killers themselves. And so that's when I started corresponding with them and wanted to do interviews with them. And they were all saying the same thing. They were saying that they felt this urge, this pressure, this influence, this force, this entity, this factor. Um, and that's what they all, they all named it different things, but they all had, they all spoke about this dark side that they felt. And so then that's when I started to create my model, which I called the Satan model, because Satan is the root. He is the origin of all evil, of all wickedness. And exposing the link between serial crime and serial killer or serial killers and Satan, that's the direct link. It, that's why we see the most evil, the most heinous crimes 
because Satan is directly is the direct link that causes people to become so wicked that they become so dark through our choices and our free agency and transgression that we start to lose light and become darker and darker and darker. And that's where you have that direct link. Wow. Incredible. Well, could you describe a little bit more about uh, the Satan model itself? Is there a, like, I guess, a, an idea behind that or uh, something that might help the listener better understand what that means? Sure, sure. Absolutely. So if, you know, and it's not talked about, and that's what I really go into detail in the book about the core foundation, really where it stemmed from in the beginning, since the beginning, I go all the way to the back, to the beginning of time, when we first understood what murder, what, who was the first to commit murder, which was Cain. Yeah. So I use scripture background. And then of course, my correspondence with serial killers and correlate how Satan, how he influenced and tempted Cain is the same way he tempts us today. And so then I go into a history of how monsters evolved, how murder evolved over time and really dig deep into the monster evolving to like werewolves, Dracula, witches to the serial killer today, which is the modern monster. And so I really also go deeper before Cain and talk about the plan of salvation, which is why we're here. Um, what is our purpose here in this earth to be tested? And we go through trials for a reason. And um, we're also to everything. There's opposition, right? If we have good, we also have bad. And if we have pleasure, we have pain. So in life, there's the opposite. If we have God, we also have Satan. And so I talk a little bit about that. And that's where the Satan model kind of evolves also um, through the whole history uh, since the beginning of King to, to today. Got it. Okay. Now it's making more sense to me. Um, so I guess along those lines, when you talk about the model, is there, and you talked about the good, good side, do you, do you go into that? And I guess what I'm getting at is, is there something that the listener could take away from today to really grasp uh, or take away something that they could maybe take action on today that um, you'd like to share? Yes, absolutely. So. You know, I really go into the foundation of explaining where evil comes from. And I explain who the devil is, how he became the devil, why he became the devil, and then also how the devil influences us in our lives today. And then how can we prevent that? Yeah. And, for, and, and you know, we're here in, in the culture today in society. We see so many things on the news, right? So many evil just going everywhere and it seems like to be getting worse and so everybody keeps asking the same question you know why why do why are so many shootings why is there so many riots why is there so many protests why are people you know just in rage and getting madder for little things well it's because satan is and his one-third of followers which were also which are the spirits demonic spirits that are also here to tempt us and influence us to do bad that's why we, it, this is a battle between good and evil. And the Satan model really delves into explaining how we can prevent that. But we can't prevent all evil because as long as we're here, so is Satan and his followers. And, and if you're a believer in, in Christ, we know that until he comes again, 
and cleanses the world from all wickedness, Satan is going to be around. And as long as he's around, we're always going to have evil. But we can prevent certain things from happening from maybe you or I becoming darker and darker and darker and maybe the next serial killer. And the way to do that is we know that sin is gradual, right? It's on a spectrum. So not everyone is evil like a serial killer, but maybe there's someone on this side of the spectrum that may be a liar or a petty theft or Maybe there's an adulterer right here in the middle spectrum, or, or but we're all sinners, right? And we're all on this on this journey of light, trying to become better and better people and more charitable and more Christ-like. And then there's the ones on the far right that are becoming darker and darker and darker. And that happens when we sin. One sin here adds to two to three to four. And then I talk about the gradual progression to evil. So when we feed on those things, when we feed on the, the sin and we consume, let's say we're an alcoholic and we consume alcohol. And then we're, let's say we're watching pornography and we add another sin. And let's say we add, you know, uh, you know, all these other sins. Then we're opening the door to Satan and his followers. And when we open that door through our free agency, through our own choice, they possess us. And that's when you, and it's not the same thing as demonic possession where you have to have a, you know, an exorcism. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but just like the serial killers talked about, they felt this entity, they felt this darkness, they felt this, this evilness. Um, huh. e even, um, Hazelwood, who interviewed Ted Bundy uh, when he was doing an interview, said all of a sudden he was talking to him and his eyes just turned black and he had blue eyes wow. and, he, and, he, and he smelled this odor, you know, and that's demonic. The, those are demonic situations, you know, that, that exist in the real. Wow. And all these other serial killers that talk about these urges and these forces pushing them, go kill, go do this, go murder, go rape. It's been fueled by their own choice, but when we utter those things that our carnal flesh is desiring, it's not our spirit. Our spirit doesn't want to do those things because our spirit is really our soul, and it's God created us, right? But we had to come here to earth to gain a body, and guess who doesn't like that we have a body? That's Satan because he doesn't have one, and so what is he going to do? He's going to possess our bodies because he's jealous we have one. He's mad that he didn't come to earth to gain a body himself. Well, he rebelled. That was his own choice. Um, <laughs> you know, it's really, it's really like talking like you and I, you know, he's our, he was our spirit brother, you know, but he was an angel and he fell because he wanted all the glory for himself. And so can we prevent from, you know, from being this evil, yes. And the the Satan model, I think the question that we've all been asking, like how can, you know, the brother next door or our neighbor be the serial killer we never even knew, right? It's because an ordinary person can become that evil if they make those choices that lead them to that. 
I see. Yeah, no, great explanation and talk through uh, of your book. I wondered if you could sum it up and say one idea or one, you know, just one thing that the reader could take away from your book. And maybe you could walk us through that. Sure. So I really want, because myself and my own journey wasn't able to find, and I knew deep down what that answer was, but I wasn't able to find it in the secular world. I wasn't able to find it in the scientific world. You know, it only existed in through my faith, right? Through believing that there is an influence out there. And so that's why I wrote the Satan model because I wanted academia, the scientific world, law enforcement, general population to see a different perspective, to see another truth that is possible, that um, these influences are real. And, and, and I explain it in their why and how. And I really want the reader to have, be able to forget their old way of thinking and to open their heart and their eyes and, and, and really listen as they read and see what I have to say in this book. It's not something that I created out of nothing. It really came through uh, inspiration, uh, years of research, um, scripture. Um, and I really want them to, like me, bridge that gap between science and the spirituality. Awesome. Well, thank you again for sharing your book and just, you know, congrats again on it. It's definitely a huge accomplishment to write a book. And, um, you know, I know you've poured your heart into it. You can tell you're very passionate about it. And uh, yeah, thank you again for sharing it. Thank you. I wanted to talk a little bit more about you, Yvette, and talk about your influences. And I thought asking you who has been the most influential to you in your life, because I, I believe, again, being an author is a big deal. And I'm always curious to know who has influenced an author or someone to write a book. Absolutely. First and foremost, I have to say that my biggest influence, my biggest inspiration is, of course, God and Jesus Christ, because I bought in the 20 years that I've been researching, I too felt this push. You got to write this book. You know, you got to write this, do it. What are you doing? Why are you waiting? Get it done. You know, it was always, you know, raising my kids or, you know, I'll get do this first. And, and the book was kind of collecting dust, you know, and my manuscript and no, get it done. And so I know that he was guiding me to just get it out there. Yeah, And then the second person is Dr. Hickey, uh, who did my forward. And Dr. Hickey is also a member of my the same faith. And so I knew that I could go to him, even though he's like the pioneer of criminology here locally, yeah. uh, well-renowned, nationally renowned. And he has, you know, treaded the way. And I wanted to do what he was doing, but to take it up a notch. And I knew that he and I would connect immediately. And we did because we have that core foundation. Uh, we have that same value and the same belief system. And so that was kind of like just an easy step in. And like I said, he understood, you know, why I wanted to write the book and he inspired me to press forward. You know, every time he would contact me, Hey, how's it going? Are you getting this book done? You know, <laughs> You know, I say press forward. We got to expose the dark side. You know, he literally <laughs> was in the trenches 
you know, um, on task force, you know, working with FBI on the Unabomber case, and literally working with uh, the, the most evil out there. Wow. And, but I also, you know, saw that still, you know, as someone with his credibility, I, I said, you know what, you should write about this dark side in your chapter, you know, in your book. Um, but sometimes that isn't the e- that isn't easy, right? Yeah. Because society is used to having hard facts, and um, so he really influenced me to press forward, as he said always. That's great. Very cool. Well, I wanted to ask about a failure. I wondered if you might want to talk about something that uh, you quote unquote feel is a failure in your life, because I believe in my life personally, I feel a lot and that's where I learned the most. So I wondered if you might have something you'd like to share today that's with us. Sure. I think one of my biggest failures was not finishing my marriage and family therapy degree. Um, you know, I had done my three years, literally 52 of my 60 units. I was just about to go into my licensing training, my supervision. Hmm. And that's when I ended up getting married. And then I had my first child and then I had my second child. And every time that I went to go back to finish, there was always these walls that kept coming up, like these blocks, you know, and I never understood, you know, why, like, you know, it should be so easy to go back. (laughs) But my daughter, you know, it turns out that, you know, she had medical needs and and then we found out she had some special needs. So Mm -hmm. I knew that it wasn't my priority at the time to finish my degree. It was easy for me to use that as an excuse too. You're like, oh, you know, I need to just stay home and raise my children, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, and now looking back, I don't regret raising my children and being a stay-at-home mom and being there when they needed me 24-7. It's so rewarding. I, my kids are amazing kids because of that. And they were honestly just born that way, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> It is my one of my biggest regrets that I didn't push hard enough against those walls, those blocks that came up, you know? Yeah. And um, I learned, I actually learned through ful- finally fulfilling this book that when you accomplish something, it is such a boost of confidence. Yeah. Like, wow, if I could do this, how come I couldn't do that, you know? Or I should have been able to do that because those fears that kind of kept creeping in or the doubts really are just Satan not wanting you to progress, you know, because God is light, right? And God wants you to be the best that you can be. And and so when I face those things, you know, like, oh, gosh, I'm not good enough or, you know, I felt like maybe I wasn't smart enough or, or whatever, you know, just doubts this book, accomplishing this book, and even literally at the last minute getting it published, (laughs) you know, down to the wire, it literally has been an accomplishment. And I know that now moving forward, I have to ignore those doubts and those fears because I have a success here right now with this book and I've had a failure. So I know the difference now. That's awesome. No, very inspirational. I think very relevant to all of us. Uh, I think a lot of us have those fears and doubts and it sounds like you just push through them all with your book and getting it out there. So congrats again on it. Thank you. Well, I wanted to ask about a favorite quote, if you have one, and 
wondered if you might want to share it with us today, maybe something that inspires you often or that you learn. Sure. You know, I don't have it memorized and it's, I should. <laughs> no worries. I hear it all the time. And it's actually my son's favorite quote too, but it's found in DNC 5024. And DNC is a book. It's called the doctrine and covenants. And it's a book in the book of Mormon and it's, it's fire revelations um, that were given to our modern prophet. And he says, that which is of God is light. And he that receiveth light and continueth in God receiveth more light. And that light groweth brighter and brighter until that perfect day. Mm, beautiful. That goes aligned with just my whole book and the concept of, you know, that we really are trying to progress towards having that bright light. And you can see it in people, you know, you can see, you know, someone who's suffering from something or who's addicted to something, you know, and their light is just not that they're a bad person, right? But you can see that we're on, on a different progression. You know, everybody's on a different spiritual level, but we're all trying to work towards the same, right? And that's towards God, even if we don't know it, that's what he wants for us. And he wants us to have that bright light. And so that's why I love that scripture, because I literally need to work harder <laughs> to have a brighter light, you know, because we all make mistakes. <laughs> uh, definitely. Well, that's a beautiful uh, quote. And thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, also wanted to ask a little bit more now about the book writing process. Now that you've published a book, I really wanted to pick your brain a bit on any tips or tricks or anything that might have helped you or something that you feel like you wish to have known before you started writing that you know now that you could encourage the listener with if they were interested in writing. Sure, absolutely. You know, I know for myself, everybody's way of doing things is different. There are some people who are just go-getters. They don't procrastinate. They can whip out, you know, a essay or whatever in an hour or a day or whatever. And then there's someone like me who's a procrastinator <laughs> and waits till the last minute. Sometimes some of my work has been the best when I procrastinated, but I wouldn't, you know, suggest you procrastinate. Um, but I have found in this writing process and doing this book that being at home was a huge distraction for me, you know, there's my stuff. I need to cook. I need to clean. You know, I can't handle the mess, you know, and here I am supposed to be writing and focused, you know, even in my room that I kind of set up to be a writing area, I was still distracted. Yeah. So I knew that I had to get out of the house and go somewhere. And that was the library for me. So I would just go and get one of the, the rooms and just write in there. And I was, even though there's people you know, but it was less personable to me because it wasn't my private area. And so I was able to finally get the book done doing it that way. So I would definitely say pick an area that you know you're going to be able to stay focused. Yeah. And then um, I think what Carrie taught me was just to write out kind of like a list, you know, of a table of contents you know, so, and then, and then right on that, you know, just do one step at a time, right? Cause then you feel overwhelmed, you know, Oh my gosh, this whole book I have to write. I don't know where to start. Just start with, 
you know, one week you're going to finish the table of contents. The next week you're going to finish your outline. And then the third week, start plugging in all the things, you know, that you're going to write about in those sections. And it just makes the process so much easier. And, and with writer's block, everybody gets it. You know, don't be discouraged by that. Just when you know that you're not getting that inspiration and you can't focus, just get up, go run. I know for me, my best inspiration is when I release those endorphins from running yeah. or working out. And so I'll just go and take a quick, you know, 10 minute walk or, a, you know, a half a mile run and then come back. And all of a sudden you're just like gushing <laughs> with ideas, you know? So I would say that's one of my biggest things that I noticed that helped me to kind of get back on track. Awesome. So let's take those breaks. <laughs> Wonderful tips. Thank you again for sharing them with us and our listeners today, Yvette. Appreciate it. Yeah. I wanted to ask kind of a final question about the book writing process and really just get your feelings and thoughts about what has been the very best part of being a published author now that your book's out there. I just wanted to ask you what your favorite thing or the best thing has been for you. You know, because this is so new to me and I'm literally just getting out into the book launch, the book signings, because I kind of did things backwards. I went to the conference first, um, published the book. It's on Amazon, but now I'm going to be doing the book launch, like I said, and then the book signings. So I yeah. haven't experienced that side of the world yet, but the conference, I have to tell you, has been amazing. And I've been to a lot of conferences, um, Tony. Uh, Brandon Burchard, um, but this author, Academy Elite with Carrie Oberbrunner, the people were just so genuine, so willing and ready to serve, kind of like you, you know, you, you're, you're doing this, you know, I, I never had anyone contact me before, you know, after they were pumped and, you know, ready to move on to their goals and dreams. No one ever called anyone, but with AAE, <laughs> I'm like, you know, getting calls and friends are connecting and checking up on me. So it really hasn't even been about my own book. It's been just about the connections with others and wanting and desiring to serve one another, just like you're serving me right now, you know, and that desire and willingness to do it is just amazing. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, definitely been a pleasure to speak to wonderful authors like yourself. And I really appreciate it. I really get a lot out of it myself. So thank you again for your time. And wanted to make sure I didn't forget anything, Yvette. So if there's anything else at all you'd like to share, or if there was a question you would have asked yourself if you were in my shoes, what would that be? Well, I would just say, I know that my book is going to be controversial, maybe to some. It's going to, it, it's a radical idea. It's, and, and I'm okay with that. I knew going into it, it would be this way. Um, and I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm ready to take any criticism that comes my way. But I just want the listeners to just take the time, you know, to just to open your heart, you know, and to, and to read it first and then make, you know, your own conclusion if, you know, based on what you read. Um, 
And that's kind of how I like to go in life is to not be closed off to people and make judgments and, you know, or, or to their book ideas, you know, and read it first, you know, kind of like don't read the book by its cover, right? <laughs> don't judge the book by its cover. And, and so that's what I would say um, just to, you know, I, I think that you'll really like something about it or something will, will connect. You'll connect with something because in our true deep, inner self we know these things you know there's just our conscience you know that good side that bad side you know our that is our gut also um is kind of telling us these things but sometimes people are afraid more of man than they are of of god you know and i didn't want that for my book and that's why i proceeded with it and that's why I just kept getting this push, get it done, get it done. <laughs> so I just want the reader to read it and, and see for yourself. Absolutely. Well, I'm very excited that you finished your book. I really think, again, it's just a huge accomplishment. And, um, you know, you obviously put your heart into it. And I really appreciate you sharing it with me today and giving me the opportunity to talk to the author of it. So. Uh, I wanted to finish with where the listeners could connect with you online events and maybe a little yes. bit more about what you've got going on next. Sounds like you're on a book tour next. So, um, but if you want to elaborate on that, you can. Yes. I'm really excited um, to, to get, I'm working on my website right now. So for right now, everybody can go to my author page, which is on Facebook author Yvette Lee. And there I will be putting all the updates of my website, book signings, then you'll be able to see all the updated information of what's coming next. And I'm really excited. If you have questions, you know, don't hesitate to ask, go to my author page and ask and send me a message. You know, I'm more than willing to answer any questions that anyone would have. Or if you have a criticism, I'm more than willing to, to have a discussion. So. <laughs> awesome. All right, Yvette. Well, thank you again. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you and um, just all the best in your book. Success and uh, hope you write many more to come. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Working on the second edition already. So. Awesome. awesome. <laughs> thank you. Thank You're you welcome. so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Daily Authors Podcast. Be sure to visit dailyauthors.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content.